0: Hello and welcome to Frequently Asked Questions from the session, HIV for the Clinician in Practice. We are joined today by Dr. Stephen Symes, Associate Professor of Medicine. Doctor, before we start today, um, would
1: you like to share any key pointers from your session to the audience? Sure. um, Thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, The session will focus on the following, uh, reviewing the pathogenesis and clinical presentation of HIV and associated diseases. We'll go through some common challenges in management that clinicians are likely to see and especially to talk a little bit more about emerging issues, especially with an aging population.
0: Great. So let's get into some of these frequently asked questions, Doctor. First, decades into HIV epidemic, um, what are challenges that you're seeing in diagnosis and prevention?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we have realized is that there's still a lot of stigma out there surrounding HIV. And this is actually really a fascinating area. Um, treatment is widely available. Testing is widely available and very efficient and effective. We can know within five minutes with rapid testing if individuals are HIV positive or not. And now there's actually good preventative measures which are available, including tablets to help to prevent uh, you from catching HIV if your partner's positive or if your partner's at risk. But I think one of the big, big issues is people are still scared. They don't know what's out there, and they don't know who to ask. And I think this is a big issue. We're hoping, again, that primary care providers— um, and other healthcare providers can be a gateway to help to alleviate and uh, allow people to get access to to both testing as well as um, prevention so with the increasingly successful therapy you discussed why why is it still difficult for patients to stay in care so once actually we are diagnosed um, You can get on treatment, and treatment's very effective, easy to take, um, very different from in the past when uh, you you had to take multiple different medications. Now it's down to one tablet a day. And yet, after a while, we still see patients drop out of care occasionally. Um, We still see patients um, having trouble keeping up with their medications. I think it is a chronic disease, and we have to treat it that way. We have to expect, again, that people are going to start treatment and be in it for the next 30 years. We have to realize it's a chronic disease, just like hypertension is, like diabetes is, until, again, uh, individuals, um, until we do actually have a cure. And because of that, chronic illness, again, we have to make sure, again, that there are mechanisms in place to motivate patients to come and that they actually get this to be a regular part of their behavior.
0: Can clinicians stay up to date with more complex medications and
1: co-management? So I think what I would say is that if you have a panel of patients, just like anything else, who are HIV positive on treatment, you'll stay up to date on care. If you're going to try and do this intermittently or off the cuff, it's really challenging, even, again, if you were well-trained before, um, and I think that's true almost whatever you practice. You see a lot of hypertension, you'll get really good at managing it. You see a lot of patients, again, who have bronchitis, musculoskeletal disorders, you'll get really good of it. If you have a panel of patients, and this has been well documented in your practice, of at least 50 patients who have HIV, you'll get good at managing and keeping up with the trends, keeping up with the Uh, medications, the side effects, and knowing what to do and what to handle with it. And I think that's really a a reality.
0: So the newer combination meds are an advantage for all, but what, what do we still need to worry about?
1: So, again, as we've progressed from older medications with lots of side effects and taking up to 18 tablets a day to newer medicines, one tablet a day, Um, that are easier to take, less side effects. What we've seen is, again, even the newer medications, you have to be cautious in some cases with anticoagulation medication, seizure medicine, other things, again, that can interact. And I think that's what it's, you know, is, is one of the challenges that we have to always keep an eye out for. The other thing is that uh, when the newest medication comes out, the one tablet a day, easy to take, a lot of times, again, we have to be careful that two years, four years down the line, we're not avoiding or not, you know, um, uh, up to date on long term side effects that take a long time to manifest and show themselves. We saw this, for instance, with uh, some of the Viriad preparations that over time were excellent drugs but caused bone marrow toxicity cause bone toxicity, uh, kidney damage, and I think that's one thing, again, that practitioners have to keep an eye on. And as patients get older, will there be additional pitfalls to overcome? So right now, we know that over 50% of individuals in the United States um, are what we would call middle-aged or older, over, older than 50 years of, of age. And that's really fascinating. A lot of the younger patients who were diagnosed with HIV two decades ago, um, taking the medicines, doing well, continuing life, and they're aging and getting older. The other thing is that older patients who have unprotected sex a lot of times are not viewed by practitioners as being at risk for HIV, and so testing older individuals actually is not as uh, facile or easy to do, or we don't think of it as often as we, do, say, test our younger patients or college-age students or so on, but this is something which is really important because older patients have more kidney damage and less kidney reserve, have more liver damage, less liver reserve, and a lot of these medications are metabolized and cleared through the liver and kidney, so there's a potential for also more side effects. So I I would say, again, you have to keep a closer eye on your older patients. And also, you have to think about your older patients in terms of prevention. They do have sex, they should be tested, right? And they should be counseled on effective ways of preventing them from even contracting HIV.
0: And lastly, doctor, what interventions and practices
1: hold the most promise for the future of HIV care? Well, there are national programs now which are going on um, which are focusing on trying to test as many people as we can, trying to, for those people who are tested positive, to get them into treatment as fast as we can. And then last, um, to maintain the ones who are on treatment with non-detectable viral loads so that they're not at risk of passing on the virus to anyone else. So you can almost think of this as the 90% uh, rule in terms of those three things, right? We want to make sure that we test 90% of all the individuals out there who are HIV positive. We want to get 90% of those uh, who test positive into care. And we want to get 90% of those who we get into care to get to non-detectable viral loads. If we can do that, we know that we can decrease the risk of transmission to other people. You can be HIV positive your partner, HIV negative. If your virus is under control, you will not transmit the virus to your partner, which is something really amazing. Um, And that's even, again, having unprotected sex. Um, Also, again, there's medications out there uh, if you're at higher risk, where you can prevent yourself um, from contracting HIV from a partner, whether or not they're HIV positive or not. But this all depends, again, on you having that knowledge and having that ability um, to access again treatment. The last thing which is really fascinating is that there's actually been two people who've been cured, completely cured from HIV. The mechanism by which that happened, which is you know both those patients had uh, cancers that required bone marrow transplants, right, eradicating the immune system and then rebuilding it again. They were um, not, treatment modalities that we can offer to most patients, but they offer a pathway on how to do this and how it might work. And so I think these are some of the interesting things which are now developing in terms of HIV care that we need to keep an eye on for the the future. This is great information, doctor. Thank you so much for your time today.
0: Uh, My pleasure.